are in. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chris Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chris Meyer. We are told that God is love. If God is love, then why is marriage crumbling in our churches? Good question, isn't it? If God is love, then why is marriage crumbling in our churches? And why have churches gone AWOL? That's the heading of a an article that came out recently. Marriage is crumbling and churches are AWOL. roads. Our way of life, he said, our freedom and liberty is collapsing before our eyes. His name is Bohunk. Bonak, Carl Bonak, or both. We're told that anything goes now. Love and marriage, no, not love and marriage, but so many other things. Perverseness, the results are more dismal than ever. That's a problem for love, real love. But then again, if love is retranslated... Although maybe we... And I will take the chance to go without a shot because not to risk the serious side of the effects. It's time to wake up to what's occurring here in America, he said, and across the world. We are bludgeoning, being bludgeoned with fear, he said, I believe, in an effort to control us. Eminent doctors, virologists, and epidemiologists who post facts contradicting the official accepted narrative regarding COVID are being censored. Some are losing their jobs, as we will soon see. It's time to honor those who served, he said, Bonac concluded with a distillation of a portion of Thomas Jefferson's masterpiece, The Declaration of Independence, saying, When tyranny becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Those who love America and the freedom and liberty it stands for must speak up. Hopefully, he said, it's not too late. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And recent medical history is overflowing with examples of the brutal suppression of any science that exposes vaccines' risks, its casualties, including brilliant and compassionate doctors and scientists. Science at its best 
is a search for existential truth. Sometimes, however, those truths threaten powerful economic paradigms. Both science and democracy rely on the free flow of accurate information. Greedy corporations and captive government regulators have consistently shown themselves willing to twist, distort, falsify, and corrupt science, hide information, and censor open debate to protect personal power and corporate profits. Censorship is the final enemy of both democracy and public health. So our guest today says if we are to continue to enjoy democracy and protect our children from the forces that seek to com- commoditize humanity, then we need courageous scientists like, well, this was the introduction, like our guest today, Dr. Judy Mikovits, who are willing to speak truth to power even at terrible personal cost. So, with uh, joy, I uh, welcome Dr. Judy Mikovits uh, here. She is among the most skilled scientists of her generation. According to uh, Robert Kennedy, Jr., he says she entered professional science from the University of Virginia with a B.A. in chemistry as a protein chemist for the National Cancer uh, Institute. Then, the quality of her work soon propelled her to the apex of the male-dominated world of scientific research. At NCI, National Cancer Institute, Mikovits began what would become a 20-year collaboration with Dr. Frank Rossetti, a pioneer in the field of human retrovirology. Rossetti and Mikovits' collaboration and Mikovits' award-winning Ph.D. thesis from George Washington University in 1991 changed the paradigm of HIV-AIDS treatment turning the disease from a death sentence into a manageable condition. From the outset, the most daunting obstacle to Mikovet's career advancement was her scientific integrity. She always placed it ahead of personal ambition. The pharmaceutical companies unleashed a furious broadside against her and Dr. Rossetti besieging them from every stronghold. Menacing-looking men following her, indicating she was under surveillance. Burly thugs surrounded her home and forced her to flee in a boat. They barged into her home, claiming to work for the government. Police arrested Judy without a warrant and held her in jail for five days without bail. They searched her house from top to bottom, raided the home of her friend. And while she was in jail, Judy's former boss told her husband and Dr. Rossetti that if she just signed an apology admitting that her paper was wrong, the police would release her from confinement and she could salvage her science career, but she refused. No prosecutor has ever filed charges against her, but the pharmaceutical cartel and its captive scientific journals launched a campaign of vilification against her. Less than two years earlier, the journal Science had celebrated her. Believe it or not, the journal Science had celebrated her. Judy lost federal grants for which she was the principal investigator. She went bankrupt trying to find work. The scientific journals, admittedly all now controlled by Big Pharma, have refused to publish her papers. The National Institute of Health Medical Libraries have locked her uh, locked her out. And the U.S. Attorney in Nevada has kept a case under seal for years without doing anything about it to hold it over her head. We're dealing with something very, very serious, very complex, 
and should be of considerable worry and concern to every sincere American. So Judy Milkovich joining us here today on Viewpoint. Uh, she has written a book called Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. Uh, Dr. Judy, it's good to have you on board. Well, it's great to be here, Chris. Thanks for that introduction. Well, I thought I would take some time here to shorten the time, actually, so that people would get a chance to know you, since as a as a trial attorney, you know, we've, we we uh, generally prepare a witness and confirming them as an expert witness. I think we've done that here today. So for the next three segments of our program, Dr. Judy Mikowitz is going to join us here to talk about virology, to talk about viruses and vaccines. You don't want to miss it, friend. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Our guest today, Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, with her book, Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. Uh, <clears throat> Judy, when we were on vacation uh, several weeks ago, we were given the opportunity, unsuspectingly, to be able to get together with you in private and uh, actually ended up spending about an hour and a half with you, my wife and I, uh, discussing the problems of vaccines, the problems of uh, the COVID issue and the vaccines associated with it, and then the experiences that you have had with your vast uh, experience uh, and in dealing with uh, the area of virology uh, and uh, vaccines and so on. So you say, as you opened your book, I never imagined I'd become one of the most controversial figures in 21st century science. That is quite a statement. One of the most controversial figures in 21st century science. Why is that? Well, um, the short version. Yeah, it was because of the events you just described in that introduction. Because we had a landmark paper, a new family of viruses that were associated with old diseases, old diseases like uh, prostate cancer or chronic fatigue syndrome, mm-hmm. a drug target celebrated. Oh, now we have a cause where we can understand what does this. But by the end of two years after the publication of that paper, October 8th, um, 2009, over the next two years, we found that, in fact, there were many new viruses created um, by our by the contamination of our blood supply and the injection of animal tissue, of aborted fetal tissue, um, principally by the way we make biological therapies, most prominently vaccines. All right. So, so it appears then that uh, bottom line scientists 
no matter how well intended they might be, do not really comprehend the full extent and implications of what they're creating when they create these vaccines. Correct. So, and, and when new knowledge reveals a problem in the manufacturing process, the, the, the response by the scientific community was to cover it up. All right. And this is what we're seeing in COVID. That's exactly what we're seeing in COVID. I have a whole raft of articles. In fact, I've had to sort many out. Uh, but right here on the broadcast desk today, a whole raft of articles. For instance, here's one. New study reveals COVID vaccine terminates four out of five pregnancies via spontaneous abortions. A top ep- epidemiologist uh, says the CDC is undercounting vaccinated COVID cases. Vaccine-related deaths go through the roof. New serious studies suggest vaccinated are spreading COVID more rapidly. And in the U.K., 30,000 died from COVID within three weeks of getting the COVID jab. And that's just for starters. Uh, Sounds like we have a problem, doesn't it? It it does. And we predicted that problem, as you know, our book, Plague of Corruption, which you just introed, um, is reads like prophecy. So how did we know in 2019? We hadn't, you know, how did we know? And the, the book the book was supposed to publish November of 2019. And right then, when I gave a talk at Truth About Cancer, right then, um, the wheels started spinning to cover this up and to create um, this pandemic as the movie Plandemic um, done by Elevate Films, showed May 4th, two weeks, April 4th, after the publication of Plague of Corruption, delayed till April 14th. And it was all God that, that you know, allowed us to see what exactly what they were going to do. And so... Well, we're hearing a uh, of a massive volcano that has exploded there in the Canary Islands, and uh, just today, another fissure opened up. I've watched the uh, trajectory of the lava as it flows in its destructive journey. Uh, but what happened to you immediately after you gave that speech concerning the discoveries that you had made was like a volcano that exploded in the medical arena and among pharmaceutical com- uh, companies, wasn't it? It, it, it was. It, it, it was unbelievable. It's hard to even talk about how how the the depth, the, the level that they went to to attack me. You know, the messenger. You know, the data were the data to twist the interpretation All right. and to cover it up. So they didn't want to hear it. Why didn't they want to hear it? That's the real question. It wasn't that they didn't want to hear it. It's why they didn't want to hear it. Because it meant for 30 years these technologies were injuring people, and all liability is removed unless you discover a way to make vaccines safer. We discovered a way to make the vaccine safer because we discovered the manufacturing defect. That is, you can't use 
animal and human cell debris material cell line to manufacture vaccines. All right, so this is one of the reasons why people are resisting the COVID vaccine, uh, because it involves uh, uh, fetal tissue, but also the COVID incidence itself apparently has come through the massive Dr. Fauci-funded experimentation at the Wuhan lab with uh, viruses to actually uh, increase their virility and their ability to translate into human beings. That's what I'm understanding, just kind of distilling it into a short statement. What would you say about that? Yes, it's exactly that that manufacturing process is what our paper in 2009 showed was the problem. So Dr. Fauci's been doing, and, and all institutes worldwide have been sharing those cell lines and using them to manufacture vaccines and other biological blood products and things, which they're directly injecting the viruses into people and and accelerating their evolution so that humans are now um, being injected with, with monkey tissue, with cow blood, with pig viruses, with um, aborted fetal tissue, another human being. Um, blood and you will create auto-inflammatory you will attack yourself because you don't know the difference between self and non-self if you inject these deadly products so we're resisting these shots because everyone's realized now that it is the shots the act of injecting animal tissue and other of other humans tissues into humans and every vaccine has at least one of these contaminants and they've been doing it liability-free for 30 years. All right. There has been a lot of conversation, uh, much of it so-called debunked. You'll hear statements like, well, we don't have any evidence. Well, there's no evidence to show. We keep hearing that kind of a statement. And yet we're talking about things such as uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, autism, neurological diseases, uh, even cancer uh, that have become controversial with regard to uh, vaccines. Uh, is this just so much poppycock? Is this just so much uh, conspiracy theory? Or is there significant rooted truth in these accusations that, that uh, the vaccines actually have an effect in causing these uh, diseases? There's, there's absolutely decades of evidence and i remember that was a decade ago ours was the evidence that was overwhelming how many variants when how many diseases were excelled overwhelming evidence that and and none of the studies have been done by the government to show um double blind placebo controlled saline you know nothing oh because it's unethical not to inject these so we've gotten away. The, the medical community has created this medical tyranny over 30 years. It sounds uh, kind of like medical treason, uh, treachery, certainly. Uh, how, how could the so supposedly search for truth in the name of science about a disease involve such uh, treachery and uh, just seeming total disregard of the human consequences 
Uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, again. It's been happening since since almost the day I walked into Fort Detrick, June tenth, nineteen. When Tony Fauci, Bob Gallo, um, the, the 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 heads of these corrupt agencies that are supposed to be um, protecting the, the um, public health. All right. So, so you have actually worked uh, in conjunction with uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yes, he funded many of my studies. He he was the he spearheaded the events of 2011 to make certain I never worked again, and and uh, you know and literally put put in NIH a warrant for my arrest if I stepped in an NIH lab that had no basis in anything, no crime. Nothing. And I yet, mean, up to that time, system. you had been somewhat revered uh, for your uh, breakthroughs in science and virology. Uh, it, it's just astounding that all of a sudden there would be such a reversal with violent attacks against you. Is this Correct. really what's going on in the area of scientific exploration? Correct. Anyone who dare tell the truth at this point in time, anyone who dare, their their lives. I'm not the first, and I won't be the last, unless we stop it now. Oh, it, it, it's, it's breathtaking. It really is because the fundamental rule of medicine is cause no harm, and yet, in the name of scientific development of medicines. Massive harm is being caused, and then when it's discovered, they try to cover it up. Correct, and destroy the messenger. And those scientists with integrity, and and it's really the integrity more than anything. I mean, yes, our discoveries, but Dr. Rossetti and I were revered for integrity. It's like, you know, (laughs) nothing. Not even, a, a, you know, if, if I didn't harvest an experiment, that is, finish an experiment at 48 hours, as I wrote 48 hours in a paper, but I let it go 50 hours. That kind of integrity, nope, you write 50 hours. And, and, and all bets are off if you made database on something else. So everything about our work, we were known for integrity. We were known for rigor. We were known for um that more than anything in the world, that integrity, that science, that that science is free of bias, of politics, or anything else. The data are the data. And so, you don't interpret the data any other way. Omission of data is just as bad as um, saying something's wrong about the data. And A yet lot. that's exactly what's happening now. Uh, many of the articles that I have in front of me uh, indicate, uh, for instance, a top epidemiologist uh, says the CDC is undercounting vaccinated COVID cases. Why would they do that? I thought Absolutely. we were supposed to rely upon the data, but they're actually lying openly and notoriously about the data. How are we supposed to develop any trust in these uh, uh, institutions? Uh, we We can't. They've been lying. This, the Centers for Disease Control have been lying ever since, um, you know, the the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, with, with the fact that MMR, which is the mumps, measles, and rubella vaccine, mm-hmm. was associated 
with autism. Absolutely was. And the CDC had a data burning party and covered it up. Wow. The story was told in Plague of Corruption. And so many people, I mean, even that we've known, uh, have ended up with autistic children. There was an explosion of uh, autism among children going back into the 70s and 80s. Much of this could have been avoided if there had been honesty within the medical community, you're saying. Absolutely. The data was destroyed, just as my our data was destroyed. Our data was destroyed. Our lab, my lab ransacked. Everything taken out of it in 40 years worth of work, gone and reinterpreted as a lie. Sounds like a plague of corruption, doesn't it, friend? And so we're offering today Judy's book, Plague of Corruption, is a $27 hardback book. It's yours for $24 on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. I hope you get it. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint, friends. Viewpoint does determine destiny, and we say that every single day here on this program. And I think you can see that, indeed, that is true, whether it's in the area of economics, whether it's in the area of uh, uh, science, in medicine, in uh, religion, whatever it is, Viewpoint does determine destiny. So think about this. Science can weather honest disagreements between researchers of integrity and intelligence. But what it cannot do is survive the current plague of corruption. That is the foundation for our guest book, Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. Friends, this reads like a mystery novel. It is unbelievable. You need to get a copy of it. Plague of Corruption... It's a $27 book, hardbound, yours for $24. It's on our website, saveus.org. Or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Plague of corruption. We wish it were not so, but indeed it is. Again, our guest today, Judy Mikowitz. Uh, Judy, how many years did you actually spend in uh, the work as a virologist? Well, I, I'm in, in virology, immunology, molecular biology, biochemistry, understanding how mm-hmm. viruses contribute to disease. Right. For 40 years. 40 years. So you should have known something about it. 
And uh, initially, you were somewhat revered uh, within that realm. Uh, the people that you were associated with were some of the the biggest names in the in, in the so-called industry. And yet, all of a sudden, after you have a publication in a journal called Science, I thought we were supposed to be following the science. And so you get it published in Science, and then all of a sudden, your world explodes, and you would become persona non grata, not only persona non grata, but actually have been locked out of your ability to practice the very... Uh, expertise that uh, you trained for and had been so revered for, and now, in addition to that, have had your very life threatened. I, it, yes. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, for now a decade. For now a decade. It is mind-blowing to to um, experience this, this level of uh, censorship. Uh, and and data. I mean, it's the the data burning, the the destruction of the data, the destruction of the person, and the the articles written in the journal. Um, one came out last year, XMRV, um, you know, pandemic COVID nineteen and the toxic legacy of Judy Bikovic. That's hard to read. Mm. A journal called AIDS Research and Human Retroviruses. Um, but um, we are working hard to educate. We've got a new book just came out last week, Ending Plague, A Scholar's Obligation in an Age of Corruption. Mm. We're scholars, and our job is to produce knowledge and communicate it no matter the cost. And I honored that <clears throat> obligation, as did Dr. Rossetti and many of my colleagues. And and we will be the beacons of light to end such that something like COVID-19 and this medical tyranny hopefully never happens in the world again. This is medical tyranny, isn't it? Yeah. You say the most important data in a scientific paper are those data that you don't show. What do you mean? Correct. Well, that was actually told to me by one of my collaborators. <clears throat> Um, and who was working, um, getting grants in, in, at Johns Hopkins University. So if you don't understand all the data in your paper, if you show data you don't understand or that threatens the establishment, um, they'll come after you. And I, I was taught by Dr. Rossetti to show all the data all the time. The best studies are the ones that reveal more questions than they answer. You show all the data all the time. Omission is a lie. So investigators won't get funded if they show data that is controversial, and they could end up like me. It's uh, the intentional hiding of truth. Um, It's very dangerous. I want to bring up a couple of uh, articles that have come up recently here. U.S. doctor reports a 20 times increase of cancer in vaccinated patients. The Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, called VAERS, has reported an astonishing explosion in the number of problems it is seeing with vaccines as reactions to the COVID-19 shots that have been pushed by politicians have multiplied exponentially. Now, a doctor has said in a report that cancers are also surging. 
since January 1st in the laboratory. The doctor says, I'm seeing a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I, what I see on an annual basis. That was Dr. Ryan Cole. Cole, who is a board-certified pathologist, owns and runs a diagnostics lab. He warned of a huge surge in various autoimmune diseases and cancers in patients who have taken the experimental vaccines. He said, I'm not exaggerating at all because I look at my numbers year after year. I've never seen this many endometrial cancers before. He said the vaccine seemed to be triggering serious autoimmune issues and described the situation as reverse HIV. He said, seeing an increase in cases of endometrial cancer, melanomas, herpes, shingles, mono, and HPV, according to a German research study, polyethylene glycol, an ingredient found in the Pfizer and Moderna jabs, has been found to pose a potential toxicity risk to women's ovaries. One former Pfizer official, Dr. Michael Yaden, has explained that study may suggest the reasons for the large number of menstrual irregularities, irregularities and miscarriages being reported by vaccinated women. Cole warned that the cancers are more frequent and worse than usual. Most concerning of all, he said, there is a pattern of these types of immune cells in the body keeping cancer in check. I'm seeing invasive melanomas in younger patients. Normally, we catch those early, and they are thin melanomas, but I'm seeing thick melanomas skyrocketing in the last month or two. Give us your take on this report. Does it make sense to you based upon your knowledge, your studies? Uh, Give us an understanding. Uh, At the molecular level, absolutely the the proteins in cyptin, these are virus-fused envelopes. That's what syncytia are, viruses and the envelopes, fused cells. Fused cells are cancer cells, and they evade the immune system. We've overwhelmed the innate immune response, your front line, your skin, your gut, your mucosa with these, with, by injecting the disease. Part of the disease is a protein that comes from um, cancer-causing viruses in mice. That was our paper of 2009. Mm. Oops, you cannot inject mouse leukemia viruses in humans without causing cancer. That's incitin, and and you'll cause autoimmunity because we have an in, we have a God-given endogenous gene, an envelope called syncytin, that is the protein. It's just the envelope of of this virus that is necessary to hold the fertilized embryo in the uterus like Velcro. So you're expressing in the vaccine, part of the vaccine, part of the spike protein is syncytin, the protein. And so you will develop autoimmune responses and it causes when expressed in the wrong tissue at the wrong time. That, at the molecular level, we've known since 1980. All right. So what what I'm trying to interpret as, as a layperson, uh, your vast experience here in understanding of virology and uh, all of this, it sounds to me like what we're seeing now is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the causation of 
more and more cancers, autoimmune diseases, and so on, if this is happening within a year of receiving the vaccines, just what is going to happen as this multiplies in uh, our very beings over the next five, ten years, and then women having children that, if they are able to have the children and not prevented by the vaccine. Uh, can we expect that uh, this is going to have an echoing consequence down over the next few years? Absolutely. And and the, the, the people who have had the most vaccines in general with the most of this um, contaminating tissue in them, the youngsters, the young women, 19, 20, 21, those are the ones that will have the most severe reactions. Even as we speak... Uh, Pfizer is urging the FDA to approve emergency use of their vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. What do you expect to be the consequences of children that age receiving this vaccine? It, it will be devastating. It will they They will die very young of cancers, autoimmune disease, neuroimmune disease psychosis. Um, it will be devastating. And this for a virus that 99.97 survival rate, most children never even get a symptom. This is criminal. Well, it's no wonder this uh, particular report coming from the World Tribune uh, just a couple days ago says that the VAERS database uh, that's the reporting database for the government, is undercounting VAX complications by a factor of 100. The real number of COVID vaccine complications is more than 100 times what is currently being reported to the national database, which tracks deaths from and adverse reactions to vaccines, said a whistleblower, Dr. Molly James. I want to get into that uh, when we get back, spend a couple of moments there, and then press on with a number of other issues. Dr. Judy uh, Mikowitz with her book, Plague of Corruption. It's on our website, saveus.org, friends. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Concealing a material fact may actually be determined to be fraud. So why is it then that medical scientists, 
that is, those who are supposedly in there creating vaccines and doing that kind of research, why is it that they can openly, notoriously refuse to disclose data that would change the opinions if that information was given? It would change the information not only for companies who would create these these uh, vaccines, but also the people who are being told that they're safe. And why is it they've been given carte blanche, no liability for their products? What's going on here? And why is it that this report coming from Technocracy, uh, Technocracy News says 60% of those older than 50 who die from COVID are double vaxxed? 60%. That's in the UK. And friends, there are very similar numbers in Israel. What's going on here? Our special guest today, uh, Dr. Judy Mikowitz, with her book, Plague of Corruption. Judy, can you uh, explain why people who are double vaxxed actually, if they're 50 years of age and older, may die more from COVID than others? Uh, because you've injected the toxin, the synthetic, in a synthetic virus, and people over 50 years old have more comorbidities, more inflammatory diseases, overweight, high blood pressure, um, don't have good food, have um, a basic innate immune system that's overwhelmed, and they can't properly respond. It's called pathogenic priming or antibody-dependent enhancement in the lab. They actually make antibodies that attack themselves because their immune system, their energy production is just overwhelmed. Those basic um, killer cells that recognize cancer cells and virus-infected cells are overwhelmed by the injection of this deadly cancer-causing spike protein. What I have heard, Doctor, is that these spike proteins actually are kind of a, an artificial immune system, and they come in to destroy, ostensibly, the COVID virus, but in the process actually multiply and continue to multiply uh, ad infinitum and basically create almost like a, an artificial immune system and take over your body. Does that sound like a reasonable uh, way to state it? Yeah, not an artificial immune system. They're an artificial pathogen. They they were in. It's a piece of a virus, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's synthetically made. And then you're injecting its gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. So you're taking your own cells and having them be manufacturing plants, not an immune system, but a manufacturing plant for Mm -hmm. a toxin. All right, so you're saying actually these are not vaccines? They are absolutely not. What would you call them? They do not meet the legal definition, that is, to prevent transmission or ameliorate disease. They're not pieces or parts of virus. They're gene therapy. You've injected the the messenger RNA. You've injected the blueprint for for a virus, for a pathogen 
into every cell of the body and has your own cell machinery producing the deadly toxin. So this is the reason why the uh, developer or founder of the mRNA uh we'll call it vaccine for want of another term, uh, has come out twice now and warned the world not to push this forward and warned the FDA not to approve it. Correct. He, he knew once, once the virus is already in the population, it, it's like the, um, and the horse is out of the barn. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't put it back in and then to have all of your tension at one synthetic virus that your immune system is putting all its energy to, it can't fight anything else that comes into its system. So you're, you're dying of, 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 you know, AIDS, acquired immune dysfunction. It's AIDS. And you just mentioned it a little while ago. Reverse HIV. It's AIDS. But it's not HIV. You injected it. Wow. This is a very big issue. In fact, it's so big that uh, I, I'm pretty tough when it comes to information, but I'm I'm fighting off the tears. I really am. I'm fighting off the tears because millions, untold millions of people across this country and around the world are being intentionally deceived. Why? What's going on? Do you have any idea from a doctor's position what the motivation may be other than just money? Uh the motivation is to cover up crimes of 40 years. It's not just money. It's control. It's, it's a, a genocide. It's, it's medical racism. It's medical tyranny. It's, it's, um, it's literally crimes against all of humanity and cover it up, cremate them, send them to hospitals where they have no advocates and you can't see them being murdered. It's cover up your own crimes of 40 years. Call it COVID. And then everyone's injected. So everyone is from, from the day you're injected. Anyone that is injected is a con- customer of the pharmaceutical companies for life and controlled and, and sterilized. What do you make of the fact? What would be your response to the report that in the, uh, one of the major southern states of India with 240 million people that was just wallowing under an assault of covid they began to use ivermectin and have reduced their problem there so that there are less than 200 cases right now out of 240 million what do you make of that well ivermectin is actually not only an anti-cancer drug but in it's called it's a metabolic modulator of your immune system it actually is therapeutic um, it won a Nobel Prize in 2015. So ivermectin is exactly one of the answers like hydroxychloroquine, another therapeutic that is pennies on the dollar, 60-year-old essential, WHO essential medicine list. And um, we're not being able to use it in this country because with the emergency use authorization, it's an emergency for these vaccines only if you don't have another treatment. And we've had these other treatments all along, and we've stopped similar outbreaks and pandemics um, back in 2014 using hydroxychloroquine for contagious Ebola, 
you know, and so this is uh, my mate. My take of this is ivermectin should be and hydroxychloroquine should be given to every American and every person and not one person anywhere should ever take any other shot. Not another shot. That's the only way to um, reverse this damage and, and maintain just our entire country, our freedom over this medical tyranny. Doctor, if we never take another shot, we can survive. Dr. Molly James pointed to a peer-reviewed set of studies and surveys that showed that the vaccine adverse event reporting system, that is VAERS, is off by a factor of 100. She said there is clearly an increased risk of strokes, heart attack, blood clots, autoimmune issues, arterial issues, and neurological issues associated with the vaccine that are not being tracked because politics is demanding that the vaccine be considered perfect. She said the risks go all the way to death. Many are dying from these vaccines, but we can't discuss this openly in the medical profession without fear of political consequences, but I have to speak out. Sounds like you, Judy. Yes, thank God people are speaking out. That VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, has been 1% of actual injuries of any vaccine for the last decade. We've known those data, and yet doctors aren't reporting the injuries. We see people rewarded and in emergency rooms for not reporting the injuries, for not associating them, being paid while the, the honest doctors of integrity um, uh, like this woman are, are being fired or being censored or their jobs threatened, their livelihood threatened. So nobody wants to end up like me. Um, it, it takes a lot. So the statement bludgeoned by fear uh, is about as accurate as you can get. Correct. At every level. So people are afraid of the virus because those in control or wanting to have control have driven a state of fear that has taken over the land and therefore people will get the virus because of fear excuse me will get the uh, so-called vaccination because of fear but they will not report any negatives and so the whole system is driven by fear force or threat of force Sounds like about the worst kind of tyranny you can imagine. Correct. It's the worst kind of tyranny you could imagine. I've I've lived it for a decade, but the country is now living it for the last year, and um, it's it's horrific. But for for me, I fear only, as you know from our conversation, I fear only God. I, I do not fear any kind of retribution or anything from these people, Fauci or anything yeah. else. I worked with AIDS. I worked with Ebola. I isolated these viruses. You keep your immune system strong, and you need not fear a virus. God's given us an immune system to deal with any virus. Well, it's interesting that Dr. Fauci actually uh, had a conversation on television uh, about a year and a half ago, in which he was asked whether uh, everybody needed to wear a mask, whether everybody needed to get a vaccine, and kind of jovially, he he mocked the idea 
I, I remember watching it. It was just recently that I saw it again. And he said, oh, no, you don't have to wear a mask. Come on. And uh, vaccines? No. All you have to do, the most important thing you can do, he said, is to keep your body healthy. Make sure your immune system is kept up. Don't worry about those other things. What do you make of the change of uh, language from uh, Dr. Fauci over the past year and a half? Uh, it's been no different. He's had the exact change in language as he, let's say, duped the HIV AIDS community or or forced them into AZT um, in, and like remdesivir. No, we never need worry about a virus. He's lied to us for 40 years. He's the one that stood in front of Ronald Reagan in 1986 when Ronald Reagan declared the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Act and program unconstitutional. We won't make your vaccines unless you eliminate all liability. Mm. He's done this for 40 years. He's a liar. He's pure evil Satan. Never should anybody in this country listen to that man. Question. If you get the vaccine... Are you actually capable of being more of a spreader of COVID than one who doesn't get it? Absolutely. The data solidly say the vaccinated have, have compromised their immune system and are spreading the disease, the variant. The data from Dr. Peter McDowell shows that any of the variants our God-given immune system has robust, lifelong, lasting immunity. The vaccinated are spreading the disease. Wow. And the Center for Disease Control are calling people unvaccinated unless they're two weeks beyond their second dose. So people getting one dose are spreading disease. People All right. getting two doses are spreading disease. Friends, it's the plague of corruption. Dr. Judy Mekovitz, you've got to get a copy of her book, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. Uh, you've never read anything like it, guaranteed. Uh, it's a $27 book, hardbound, yours for $24. It's on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. And can I urge you to become a partner with us? We're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. I trust today has been helpful to you. God bless. Be a blessing, and let's use wisdom. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.